Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week, we are doing a solo episode all about rattlesnakes. And I've always liked rattlesnakes, and they're, they're pretty iconic, especially around here. Yeah. And we will go uh, over all about them, talk about them in uh, human culture, and end on some attack stories. So it's going to be a good episode. Right on. And we are back after our one-week absence. We had one week off, and normally when we take a week off, it's because Dave and his family, uh, <laughs> they uh, got to go to Disneyland yeah. a few times a year. <laughs> did you have a good time while you were there, Dave? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was fun. All right, how was the Star Wars land? Is that cool? Yeah, it was pretty neat, yeah. Yeah, they've got it decked out like uh, Batuu. They've got stuff, for, you know, it's more mainly based on the new Star Wars stuff, you know. They keep it first order and... Resistance, I've heard it was pretty cool. Not the old one. Yeah, it's pretty neat. How's the ride? It's pretty neat. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had fun on it. It's just, yeah, it's kind of neat because you're like, wow, this feels like the Millennium Falcon. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So you've, you've, is your uh, Disney itch gone for the couple months? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we're we got to take longer. It's gotten more expensive, so can't can't go as much. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, our kids will hate us for a while. All right, well, uh, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you're back. Thanks. So we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode about infestations. And uh, thank you to our guest, uh, Matt Muster, for being there. Uh, he did a good job, I thought. Yeah. And so call him if you need um, some pest control. If you have pest control needs, call him. Well, you gotta kind of also live in the northern Utah area. Yeah, and he doesn't do humans. <laughs> no, so. he, he does not. <laughs> if you have human pests, he won't. It doesn't work. And uh, we got some interesting feedback too. Like, oh yeah. Um, some people were pretty grossed out by the, <laughs> the stories from last episode, and you know what? Good. That was kind of the point. Nice. Um, my brother said when he was listening to it, uh, when they got to the guy with the roach in his ear, uh-huh. he's like, he said he said he skipped forward because he didn't want to oh, listen really? to the rest. Yeah, you know what we should have done? We should have put back our bug noises in the background. Oh, <laughs> should have done that. Darn. Well, we'll Best have opportunity. Maybe we'll have to do infestations again yeah. sometime. <laughs> but yeah, go back and check that out if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting episode. And as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Except Colonel mine. <laughs> Colonel Cheetor. Dave, you dickhead, I told you to bring me back a lightsaber from Disneyland. I don't, no way, I don't trust you, you with one of those. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Jeez. Cheetor, you cannot, I don't trust him with one Stab either. Stab me in the back. Stab both of us in the back, and yeah. then try to take over. I mean, he keeps, he just keeps rambling on how he's host of the year still. Yeah, hey, you know the, you know the Sith law, you know, kill your master and yeah. take over. <laughs> he would take over, so no, <laughs> no lightsaber for him. What, he, what color would he have? Red. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. We've been doing well on our downloads lately, and that's that's always good. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. The ratings and reviews really help kind of gain more attention, gain more listeners. You know, if you're searching for a new podcast to listen to, and you'll kind of skim the reviews, you know? Yeah. See what their ratings are at. So that really helps. And so they mean, and they mean more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. But Dave, what do you say we get going here? Let's We've got do a it. lot of things to cover. Oh yeah, okay. Let's do it then. All right. So the scientific names: Crotalius, which means castanet, 
And that means it's like a percussion instrument. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's from Greek. And then the, then they have another one called Sistra Sistra Urus. And it's a Latinized form of the Greek word meaning tail rattler. Okay. Yeah. It's, that seems a little more appropriate. Yeah. Percussion is pretty generic for something like it that. It is. <laughs> and rattlesnakes are a member of the pit viper family. Oh. So there are actually 36 known species of rattlesnakes and around 70 subspecies. Wow. Dave, we're not going to go over all of them. Okay, good. <laughs> it would take way too long. Nobody really cares. It's, like, <laughs> I, it's just a rattler. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares too much about it. Ooh, yeah, you'd have to be an aficionado or something of some sort. Oh, that's the rattle yeah. of the subspecies. Um, <laughs> wow, he's pretty good, but... But I don't care. Yeah, it just feels like a, it sounds like yeah. a rattle to me. So we're not going to go over every species, and I'll mention a few different ones. But for the rest of the episode, I'm talking about rattlesnakes in general. Okay. Unless I say otherwise, so it's for the most part. Okay. All right, rattlesnakes are native to the Americas, living in different habitats from all the way up to southwestern Canada, and then all the way down to central Argentina. So that's all over the Americas. Uh, the large majority of species lives in the American Southwest and Mexico. And there are only four species found east of the Mississippi River and two species in South America. And in the U.S., the states with the most types are Texas and Arizona. And when you typically think of rattlesnakes, you uh, mostly associate them in deserts like Texas, Arizona, yeah. around places. That's in Mexico. That's kind of what you typically think yeah. when you think of a rattlesnake. Yeah. But they can be found in other places like prairies, uh, marshes, forests, and mountains. And some species have very specific habitat requirements, only able to live within certain um, plant associations and in a narrow range of altitude, some species. Oh, okay. And they do prefer a temperature range around 80 to 90 degrees. So they like it hot. Hmm. And uh, they like it warm, uh, but they can survive in lower temperatures. And like I said, they are pit vipers. And like all pit vipers, rattlesnakes have two organs that can sense radiation. Their eyes and a set of heat-sensing pits on their faces hence the name Pit Viper, uh -huh. that enable them to locate prey and move towards it based on the prey's thermal radiation signature. Interesting. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. I wonder if you can use them to hunt down uranium as well. That could be it. <laughs> we need to test that. They do have uranium here. <laughs> so there's quite a bit of it. So ah, I wonder if they could. Train, train uh, rattlesnakes? Like, yeah, if they're like, geez, it's cold. I, I'll, and then they find uranium rocks and you, Try to warm Maybe. up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, if I don't know do anything that, about but... uranium, so I have no idea. <laughs> but I just know it's radioactive. <laughs> well, these the, so their pits have a very short range and are only um, uh, able to, uh, for about one foot. They can only sense oh, it to about a foot away. Okay. So maybe that wouldn't Oh, work. yeah, that is short. <laughs> but this thermal imagery helps them uh, hunt warm-blooded animals at night. Hmm. All right, so... Rattlesnakes are more nocturnal and do most of their hunting at night because it's cooler out. They Normally in the middle of the day, say it's like 100 plus degrees out yeah. there, they're trying to find some shade. And so 
when it's nighttime, they'll come out more. And then mm. they will like bask in the sun during the um, early mornings and later evenings when yeah. the sun's not too bad. And they also have exceptionally good sense of smell. Uh, this partly is to do with uh, they. What they do is they flicking their tongues, which sends the scents to their nostrils. That's how it works with snakes. Mm. Uh, and their sense of hearing is not good, though. Uh, they can, yeah, their hearing is not good, but they are, are able to sense vibrations in the ground. Oh, okay. All right, so let's talk about their fangs and their venom now. It's pretty interesting. Rattlesnake fangs are connected by venom ducts to uh, large venom glands near the outer edge of the upper jaw. When the snake bites, muscles on the sides of the venom glands contract, which squeezes the venom through the ducts and into the fangs. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. And the fangs are hollow. Fangs are hollow, too, uh, that allow the venom to be injected. Okay. And rattlesnakes are born with fully functioning fangs and venom. So they're ready to go right off the bat. Nice. And they are capable, yeah, they're capable of killing at birth. Uh, so a little about the venom now. And our, our listeners should know by now that it's venom, not poison. Yeah. That, come on. All of our listeners, if you've listened <laughs> to a few episodes, you should know that by now. Yeah. But, um, and if you, um, if you hear anyone say, if you, uh, like, if you're out and about and you hear someone say it's a poisonous snake, be sure to correct them. People love being corrected. <laughs> I, I, I actually did this to a, somebody a few months ago. So oh, somebody yeah. said poisonous and I was like, oh, here we go. It's go time. And uh, I was like, I think you mean venomous. And he just gave me a look like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> he gave you a venomous look. He gave me a venomous look. Yeah. You're like, that's exactly what <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? Oh, I'm right. <laughs> And so their venom is hemotop, hemotoxic, which destroys tissue, causing necrosis and coag, coagulopathy. Coagulopathy. Okay. It disturbs uh, blood clotting. Of the yes. Blood. Okay. Yeah. And it contains components evolved to immobilize and disable prey, as well as digestive enzymes which break down tissue to prepare for ingestion so jeez yeah <laughs> oh, think about that it's like you're being digested now it's yeah like, oh. it's really weird but uh older snakes possess more potent venom and larger snakes are able to store larger volumes oh okay i like to think of uh snake venom like a magazine clip on a gun and like each drop is a bullet type of yeah. that's and they can they can run out of venom, they can, but they only use it when they, they have to, and they can naturally produce it. But yeah, think of it like a, a clip of a gun. That's That makes the most sense to me. Yeah. And so baby rattlesnakes are known to be more dangerous than adults. Hmm. And that's because they can't control the amount of venom that's injected, so they have a more likely chance of overdoing it oh, when they don't okay. need to. And adults have uh, control and can even they can even bite without an injection. They're like, I'm gonna try bite. Yeah, I want to put two bullets in in this bite and put four bullets in this bite. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Just they can do it like that. Uh, the species with the most potent venom is the tiger rattlesnake. They are in southern Arizona and northern Mexico, like most of the species. They have an uh, extra ingredient of neurotoxic venom that also causes paralysis. Mm. 
And their venom can be deadly and can kill people for sure. Don't get and I some of our stories will prove that. This rattlesnakes definitely can kill, but it's not the most potent venom in the snake snake world. Uh, the most uh, or I mean we we talked about black mambas before, yeah. and black mambas have a much more potent venom, but it's still rattlesnake venom is still no joke. And um, yeah, so now let's talk about their. Uh, most special feature that gives them their name, the rattle. Uh, and let's play. I know. Let's play another clip of what that sounds like. Okay. All right. And so the it, it sounds cool though too, huh? Yeah. I, I've always liked it. And the purpose of the rattle is very simple. It serves as a warning for predators. And the rattle is composed of a series of hollow, interlocked segments made of keratin. Do you know what that is? Keratin? Yeah, yeah, that's the... Uh, God, what is it? It's the fingernail stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a protein that is the key material in nails, feathers, um, hooves, horns, and claws. Hmm. So that's part... I guess that's what it's made out of. The contraction of special shaker, shaker muscles in the tail causes these segments to vibrate against one another. Okay. Which makes the, which, yeah, that's what makes the rattle noise. And the muscles that come from the rattle to uh, shake are some of the fastest in the, in the world, firing 50 times per second on wow. average. Yeah, that's incredibly fast. That's crazy. What is I'm, I remember reading something like hummingbirds. You know how they, yeah, they're like, they have a crazy, like, 50 in a second, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love hummingbirds. Too bad. It's a good thing the snakes don't fly then. (laughs) (laughs) And segments of the rattle can get broken off. So the age of a rattlesnake, kind of a myth, is that you could tell how old it is by its rattle. Uh Not true. Because they can get broken off. Hmm. Uh, And the males also normally have larger rattles. Okay. So the size of rattlesnake, let's talk about the size of them in general now. Uh, the size of rattlesnakes can vary quite a bit. The largest species is actually the eastern diamondback. Hmm. These guys live in the south, so like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Oh. So they're kind of in those regions. And they are the largest rattlesnake and the heaviest venomous snake in the world. Ooh, Wow. They're, they're not super long, but they can be fat, oh, these, these guys. That's interesting. Yeah. Specimens over seven feet are rare, but are document, documented fairly often. And some have weighed around 34 pounds. Oh, wow. That If you think about it, that is a lot for yeah. a snake in general. More than a small dog. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a fat snake. Uh, so like king cobras are, they're large too, uh-huh. but they're much more slender and longer than these guys. Oh, okay. So I mean, it depends on how you define um, la- largest, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess you could say the heaviest. Well, the heaviest are the eastern diamondbacks. Okay. And they also have the largest fangs of rattlesnakes, and they can be over an inch long. Wow. So think about that. And just dropping in here. <laughs> yeah. So the second largest rattlesnake is probably the most known and the most, when you think of rattlesnakes, this is the one you associate it with, and that's the Western Diamondback. Okay. 
They are found all over the Southwest and Mexico, Southern Utah included. Uh, adults commonly grow to four to five feet long, but can get larger. Normally they weigh around uh, six pounds, but can get up to 15. Hmm. So, I mean, that's still, that's a big difference yeah. in the size of the Eastern and the Western. Yeah. But yeah, the Western is the one you think of the most. Okay. Uh, the main species of rattlesnake we have here in northern Utah is called the Great Basin rattlesnake. Oh, okay. And uh, I remember, I've you said you've seen a rattlesnake before yeah. around here. Yeah, we were hiking up Adams Canyon. Okay. And we were actually coming back down. And there was a rattlesnake curled up on the trail. Oh, so on we, the trail. Yeah, we were like. Uh, what you guys do? There's no way to go around. So we're like, let's just jump over it. We're stupid. It's curled up. <laughs> How old are you? You do not do that when it's curled up. I like 18. Okay, so, so we're, we're stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not the best idea because so, they could just launch it. Was it? Yeah, because when they're curled up, that means they're ready. They can was it, do stuff. Was it kind of hovering above it? Like, no, it was okay. just curled was up just on curled the ground. Up. Okay. So we just ran Still. and jumped over it. It didn't do anything. It just stayed there. So yeah. luckily, oh, that, we're okay. I mean, we're like, should we? Should we throw rocks at it to scare it and get it off the trail? But we're like, ah, uh, that might make it more mad. Yeah. I don't know what to do. So we kind of, I don't remember what, if we did anything or not after that. But yeah, I just, I remember it because, God, that was so long ago now yeah. that I think about it. But yeah, we stupidly jump it. over a coiled up snake. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the it, best thing. It did rattle. Yeah, that's, that's how we heard it was there. We're like, oh, because we could hear it as we were coming down the trail. So okay. it must have heard us come and oh, it yeah. started rattling. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I've I've seen. I saw one maybe two years ago uh, at Red Butte, which is by the University of Utah, and they have a big garden area. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah it's very pretty. And I was on the pathway. Out of all of a sudden, I just see this, this was like probably three foot long, maybe a little bit longer snake, just just slithering on the path. And I was like, oh, hey, look at that big guy. And so somehow the snake lady heard, and she came to. You know, and so what they do, what they did there is she just picked it up. It, it, it didn't put up a fuss at all. Hmm. And the, probably the reason why I noticed that it's rattler was kind of orangish, orangish. Uh-huh. That's because they've marked it Oh, because they've had to move it before. Oh, interesting. So this is like their, she said like they're th- probably their third time moving it. So <laughs> just grab it, put it in the bin and then take it up the mountain and, oh. uh, until it comes back, I guess. That's funny. But yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, the other rattlers are smaller than the Diamondbacks. And Dave, just because I know you love this, this is probably your favorite part about learning about animals. Let's learn about how rattlesnakes have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some Barry White music going. <laughs> so most rattlers mate in summer or fall, so it's the time. Ah. Mm-hmm. Females, what they'll do is they'll secrete some sex pheromones which leaves a trail that the males will follow. And a male will then spend several days following her around, frequently touching and rubbing her, attempting to you know turn her on a bit. Mm. Well, he's got that uh, vibrating motion. Right <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. 50, 50 beats 50 per beats second or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that might be a little too much for ladies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So yeah, frequently they'll touch them, try to get them turned on. All right, and then once she is good to go, they like intertwine with each other, and the male pulls out what is called an inverted 
hemi hemi penis. What is that? It's oh, is I it like know. a hemi engine kind of thing? <laughs> Super powered, so. but it's 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 under its scales, so they can pull it out. Hmm. And uh, it's it's so weird looking. It's almost as weird as a female hyena penis. Oh, it looks like a stubby blob with spines attached. It is weird wow. looking. Uh, and the spines look like the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. Oh, really? It's super weird. Crazy. Yeah. But one interesting thing I I didn't know is that females uh, they don't lay eggs. They give live births. Rattlesnakes do. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was more like a python constrictor thing. Yeah. Because I know they give live births, but no, rattlesnakes give live births as well. Oh. Yeah, I don't know the percentage of what species lay eggs, what species give live births, but I I, I know both of them. It's pretty uh, prevalent for both of them. Oh, okay. But I didn't know that about rattlesnakes. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about something else. In some areas, when it gets cold in the winter, species will enter a period of uh, called brumation, which is dormancy, similar to hibernation. And they often gather together in large numbers, sometimes a thousand snakes. Wow. And they will like huddle together inside underground dens. Oh, wow. And they often return to the same den year after year, sometimes traveling several miles to get to their place. Huh. And if you, our listeners remember our uh, snake story last episode about the garter snakes. Yeah. Uh, and how they uh, was built. Their how the house was built on top of a den, and the garter snakes were just everywhere. They're like yeah. you could hear them in the walls. And the guy had <laughs> he killed forty in one day. Yeah. That's insane. But imagine if that was a if they, the house was built on a rattlesnake den in, instead. Oh, wow. Yikes! Be like reshooting Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, when he falls in the pit. Yeah. Asps. Very dangerous. <laughs> All right. Uh, now let's talk about the prey of rattlesnakes, and how they hunt, and what hunts them. Rattlesnakes consume they mice, rats, small birds, and other small animals. Well, you would think is yeah. really what they eat. And they like to live, or sorry, they like to lie and w- uh, wait for the prey, like ambush hunters. And they give the prey a quick bite, and they'll inject the venom. If the prey kind of scampers off before dying, uh, then the snake is able to track it by its scent and thermal radiation. And normally, uh, doesn't get too far after. It, normally, the animal won't get too far anyway after being bitten. Okay. And when it finds the prey, it checks for signs of life. Um, then, once it knows it's dead, the snake will eat the prey head first. Hmm. So the reason that all snakes eat prey head first is because this allows limbs to fold. At the joints and minimizes the girth going in. Oh, okay. That actually makes perfect sense. If you ate it backwards, you know, the legs would be extended and so would the wings. So it makes, that's why they always eat head first though. Okay. Both fangs uh, move independently in order to get into their mouths. You know, like, you know, you've seen, I've probably seen that before. Uh, And their gastric fluids are very powerful and acids break down the flesh and bones of the animals they eat. Crazy. 
And they just eat the whole thing whole, just right there. Wow. It's really weird to see a snake eating something and, like, its tail's coming out of its mouth or yeah. something. You wonder if it can taste anything then, you know? Yeah, you wonder. It's just know. like, uh, just put it yeah, in. Yeah, just, just, just toss it in yeah. there. <laughs> like on Ratatouille. Well, throw it in the pile, I guess. <laughs> uh. And with other snakes, they don't have to eat super often. And once they digest a meal, they can go weeks sometimes or months until they need to eat again. Wow. Talk about your intermittent fasting. Yeah. And uh, rattlesnakes are believed to require at least their own body weight in water annually. Oh, wow. That's it, huh? Yeah. And that's all they need to remain hydrated. Huh. And they drink uh, water by submerging their heads and ingest water by opening and closing their jaws, and which... Uh, uh, I guess that's just how they eat it, or how they drink it. Sorry. Huh. Okay, so they actually have a lot of predators. A lot more than you think. Hmm. A lot of things eat rattlesnakes. Animals that do include ravens, crows, raccoons, opossums, skunks, coyotes, weasels, roadrunners. Roadrunners are cool, too. How do they get them? Uh, they're they're kind of small. They are kind of small. They got that. They got a long beak. Huh. I, I could I could see a roadrunner killing. I mean, they're not. I, it's not like they're killing a fifteen pound rattlesnake. You know, they're gonna kill the smaller ones. Oh, okay. But yeah, I remember when I lived in Tucson. Um, there's roadrunners all running around all the time. They're really cool, actually. Yeah. They're kind of interesting. But then you have uh, also you have eagles, hawks, owls, falcons, badgers, even feral pigs. If they oh, don't okay. eat them. And then you have other snakes that prey on okay. rattlesnakes. There's whip snakes, hmm. racers, indigo snakes, and king snakes. Hmm. Now, king snakes are badass. I like king snakes. And they're 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 a good size too. They're pretty big. They can get they can get bigger than a rattlesnake for hmm. sure. And when I was in Tucson, I saw a king snake at the neighborhood park. Right by the restrooms and the drinking fountain oh, area. Yeah. And it was pretty big. It was like, damn, that's a lot bigger than I thought it would be. It's Aren't the kink snakes, are they colored like, kind of like the opposite of the stripes. coral or something like that? Yeah, yeah. they have stripes. It, Stripe colors, I think yeah. it depends on where area they're in. Oh, okay. But they do have some stripes on them. But yeah, they, they're really cool and they're big and they're they're constrictors. Okay. So they're, yeah, they're non-venomous. They're right? non-venomous, yeah. Okay. So not dangerous to humans, but they are actually immune to rattlesnake venom. Oh wow, that's a good, uh, a good thing to have when you're eating, trying to kill them <laughs> and eat them. Train one to be your pet as you walk down yeah. the canyon. <laughs> but they're they're a big time threat to rattlesnakes. Hmm. And I watched a couple of videos of king snakes killing and eating rattlesnakes. Oh really? Yeah, it's so weird. the The larger king snake would entrap it somehow. And then bite its head, and while it's constricting, I mean, think about it. It's weird to think about constricting a snake. Yeah. So they they're like intertwine themselves. I didn't. I couldn't tell who was winning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. But yeah. then, but then the king snake finally bit its head, and you go, oh well, now I can tell it's winning. But uh, yeah, it was like they they're in some kind of knot. Like, how are they gonna get out of that? Hmm. But. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I swear that this, all this, this one, this one ate the rattlesnake alive. I swear it ate it alive. I swear the oh. snake was alive. It was so weird. It was like, uh, 
halfway in its mouth, and the tail was just still moving outside oh, of its mouth, just slowly going down. Oh. So I swear it ate it, ate it alive. I don't know for sure. But, oh, weird. But I'll put a link of that up in the description, because it's really weird to watch, but kind of cool, too. <laughs> so now, Dave, let's talk a little bit about uh, rattlesnake bites on humans. Okay. And we'll also go over some safety tips. Yeah. Rattlesnakes are the leading cause of snake bite injuries in the United States and a significant cause in Central and South America. Hmm. So an estimated seven to 8,000 people are bitten by venomous snakes in the U.S. each year, huh. with only maybe about five deaths a year, give or take. Uh-huh. The most important factor is the time elapsed between the bite and treatment. Most, most deaths will occur between 6 to 48 hours after the initial bite. If anti-venom treatment is given within two hours of the bite, the probability of recovery is like 99%. Hmm, okay. And when a bite occurs, the amount of venom is under control by the snake itself and depends on the situation. Like, like we've said, yeah. a snake that is, say, stepped on may react more violently and inject more venom than a snake that was just kind of startled by a person. Yeah. And about 20% of bites... There is no, in about 20% of bites, there is no envenomation. They just, okay. It's a dry bite. Okay. And if there is uh, no burning pain, say you got bits, and if, if there's no burning pain around the bite within an hour, it was probably a, no, no, no venom was injected. So okay. you'd be very lucky. If there was a good amount of venom injected, you would feel a burning pain by the bite. Hmm. Now, if you're with a buddy who uh, got got bit, so like say we were out and Dave, I got bit. So what do you think you would do right away? Rush you to the hospital? No, actually what you want to do is suck out the venom. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not serious. Oh, okay. You wouldn't suck out the venom for me, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Depends where it was. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But no, um, sucking out the venom is not work. It does not work at all. There's no point to it. Okay. So instead of humans being bitten, actually pets are more likely to be bitten. Okay. In the U.S., over 15,000 domesticated animals are bitten by snakes each year. And rattlesnakes account for 80% of those bites. Wow. Dogs are the most common animal bitten. Also horses and cows. Hmm. Makes sense, sense. yeah. Yeah. And there is um, specialized anti-venom for these animals, too. Okay. Because that can be like a problem for farmers if they're losing losing their cows to rattlesnakes. Yeah. It it makes sense that they would want to protect the cows. Yeah. They're worth a lot of money. I mean, if you you get bit, definitely seek medical attention. Uh, You may not die from a bite, but you will definitely have scars, and you may even lose uh, a limb in some cases. Yeah. Okay, so now I have some uh, do's and don'ts if you happen to be bit by a rattlesnake. So you want to uh, stay as so if you are this is if you are bitten, okay. Okay. And uh, what you want to do is you want to stay as still as possible. You know, like, the more movement will increase blood flow and the venom will circulate faster. Okay. So you don't want to don't, don't want to do anything. You want to just lay still. Yeah. And if bit on the hand, you actually don't want to raise it above your heart. 
that will um, circulate faster too. Oh, okay, yeah. And so you also want to let the wound bleed, let it bleed, okay. as this may allow some venom to be released out of it. Okay. And also, do not use a tourniquet or apply ice. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, remove. Oh, this one's important. Remove any jewelry near the bite. So say oh, you get okay. bit on the hand, especially especially rings, yeah. take those off immediately. Because if you get bit on the hand, your hand's going to swell up. Mm. And you're going to have a ring stuck on your freaking finger. And I I saw... Um, a picture of this guy who had his huge hand. It was, he's so swollen and his tiny little, Oh, he had this like huge indent on his finger because oh. of the ring. And so they were trying to cut it off. Oh. It, it was, it was not a pretty sight. So you definitely, that's an important one. And it was not one you might think of, but yeah, yeah if, if just in case any, if anybody sees that happening, take off rings and I mean, you could take a watch off, but yeah, yeah definitely the rings. That's the main one. And so if you experience shock, so you want to lie down on your back and keep yourself warm. Uh, and also, don't cut the wound. This does nothing to help. Huh. I've heard of that before. People will cut it. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, probably hoping they can bleed some of it out. Maybe. And so also, I don't know about this one. It says, don't wash the wound. Huh. But the reason why it makes sense, the medical team may be able to more quickly and more accurately identify the um, type of anti-venom needed. Oh, so maybe okay. it's if, you, if they still see it on their arm or something. Okay. Um, and then also you, you, what you want to do is, if you can, try to identify the type of snake. Okay. It might be hard. I mean, if, after, after it bit you, you're probably freaking out. But uh, if somebody can identify it, it will help things progress and go a lot further. Yeah. Well... It's easier if it's a rattlesnake, you know. Did a rattle? Yeah, then it's a rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> what subspecies though? I, was like, ah! I don't know. I don't know if they need to figure that. I don't know. Out. Matt didn't go over them. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go over all the seventy subspecies. <laughs> but I got all this info from Healthline.com, so okay. sounds legit, man. Yeah. So let's go over the conservation table. And if you remember, it's a seven-point scale, seven being the best, uh, one being the worst. All of the species I looked at, all the, uh, the separate species, all the ones I saw were at a seven. Oh, okay. So uh, that is of least concern. Okay. There might be some species that are less, but I didn't check all of them. Okay. So there might be some that are doing as good, but for the most part, they're, they're fine. Okay. All right, so at this point, we've uh, we've covered a lot already about rattlesnakes, and that's just, we're going to quickly go to our segment, which is uh, kind of like random facts that I either didn't have a place for or found later in my research. Oh, okay. Hey, there's some random then. Um, we went to Calico. This is probably a spoiler alert. You know Calico, the ghost town? Uh-uh. It's in California. Okay. Um, anyway, they had they had like a little silly museum, and we took our kids. They were like... Four and six, I think. They were pretty young. So we go up there and we're like, oh, look. And there's a box that says baby rattlers. <laughs> and we're like, oh, kids, come see. They're like, no, no, no. We're like, no, really, come see. Okay, it's baby rattlers. Come on. So you open it up and it's got baby rattles inside. <laughs> and it was so funny because we lifted up the box and the kids finally look in. They're like, like, Dad, do you see him? They're like, 
I don't see them. Like, <laughs> they didn't get the joke. <laughs> they didn't get it. They're just thinking, where are the Where's snakes? The snakes? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Okay, so when a rattlesnake's... When a rattlesnake feels threatened, it will use its rattle and will coil up in an S shape and facing the enemy. And they really don't want to bite, but will if they must. And they kind of get elevated off the ground. Oh, okay. They elevate their heads off the ground and coil up and they're all their rattlers going and they're just staring at you. Mm. All right. So rattlesnakes are known for being a tasty meal for humans as well. And I've seen several Western films where they're out in the wilderness, they find a snake and eat it over a campfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing is you have to, what you want to do is you cut off the head and then bury the head because it can still bite you. Oh, after. wow. Okay. That's, I got a, a little spoiler for our, one oh, of our stories. Okay. But yeah, bury the head after it's been cut off and then you skin it, which isn't very difficult at all, and then cook it and eat it. Uh, it's not that hard to kill a rattlesnake. And it's been described as tasting just like chicken. I feel like everybody says that about everything, though. I've had snake sausage. Have you? Yeah, it's good. You can never never tell the difference, but, you know. I'm sure it's all that tastes like chicken, a little bit tougher, but it's best when barbecued or fried, apparently. Huh. I've never had it, have you? Just the sausage, just sausage, snake sausage, yeah. I mean, I definitely try rattlesnake. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. It seems like rattlesnakes are really easy to kill. I mean, most most methods are uh, to trap it. What you want to do is get it, get a stick and with kind of a prong with two yeah. prong, mm-hmm. and so you can uh, like a marshmallow roaster. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, all ready. And trap its trap its head, and then you can just. Cut the head right off, and then you're good. Nice. Or you could just throw a rock at it. That's mm. not to get rattled, killing a rattlesnake. Like you could have killed that one on the trail, super easy. That's true. And I yeah. could have killed the one that I saw, super easy. I mean, I don't want to, but yeah, they're not easy or they're not hard to kill. Let's break out your medieval sword and whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have it would have been a good meal for traveling cowboys back in the day. There, that yeah. would be a lucky find in a mm. lot of ways if they don't get bitten. I remember, I remember when I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2, I got bit a couple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think I had the snake elixir, snake venom elixir. Oh, okay. So I just went to my pouch and I was a-okay. Nice. All right. So another weird thing with rattlesnakes are the very strange Christian s- snake handling sex. Huh? The Christian snake handlers. We've talked about them before. Oh. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? The snake handlers? Oh, the ones we, that did we a, talked about, yeah. We did a story East, yeah. um, of it was one a in Texas, wasn't it? Famous preacher way back. This is like episode two. Yeah, and I think I think about the guy, the guy who this is the guy who popularized doing this. His name was George Went Hensley, and he died in 1955 by a rattlesnake during a service in Florida. Oh. Uh, one source said there have been at least a hundred of these handlers that have been killed by doing this. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how accurate a hundred is, but <laughs> it's a really strange practice to do this, and it, it it's not very common either. And most are found in the Appalachian parts of the country, and most are, it's like a Pentecostal thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they kind of like they're kind of like hellfire and brimstone type Bible people. Yeah, that's what I get out of it. Yeah, um, um, practitioners f- follow the Gospel of Mark. And the Gospel of Luke. I'm not hmm. familiar with those. 
But go back to episode two if you want to learn more about uh, the snake handling. We talked about it in detail, but I also do have a snake handler story for us this week, oh, too. Oh, okay. All right, so now I want to transition and go over rattlesnakes in pop culture. Okay. This is a segment that we like to do. Uh I, I kind of forgot. I forgot to write something down, but I do know that they are cultural. They are culturally important to Native Americans. I know, like the Aztecs, and they had Incas. They had statues of them and everything. But yeah. I forgot to write most of that down. But yeah, they they are they do play a role in um, uh, Native Americans okay. culture. Well, it's like you said, it's very iconic. You know, yeah, they're, they're anything desert. You know, rattlesnakes. Especially desert. It doesn't have too. to be desert, but especially desert. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, like at Lagoon, they got the Rattlesnake Rapids. Rattlesnake Rapids, yeah. yeah. It just curls around, you know, so it's kind of snaky. I guess that's why they call it Rattlesnake, because it's, it's a Western theme. theme. It's a yeah. Western themed. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're very iconic. Yeah. All right. So um, I, I want to talk about this one. This is kind of a big one, and it's called the Gadsden Flag. Hmm, I haven't heard of that. The Gads, Gadsden flag. I'm sure you have. It's a oh. famous American flag oh. that it has a Don't yellow. Tread on me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That has a it has a yellow background with a coiled up timber rattlesnake, hmm. and says on the bottom, "Don't tread on me." And I didn't know the name of this flag. I've never heard of the yeah. Gadsden, but that's what it's called. Okay. And this is it's a flag only I think only U.S. listeners will know about. Yeah. And it's named after American general and politician Christopher Gadsden, who designed it in 1775 during the American Revolution. Hmm. And its original meaning is, what it really means is it's a warning. It tells people not to step on or to take advantage of Americans or they will strike. Nice. Uh, A rattlesnake seems like the perfect choice if that's the message you're going for. That's exactly... What a rattlesnake would do. Yeah. So, yeah, and it fit well during the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. We're fighting England, and it just mixed well with that time period. Yeah. Today, the flag is used by the Tea Party movement, I guess. Huh. Which is why it currently gets some bad reputation and as being like a, a white nationalist, neo Nazi. Oh, but that's too bad. That's, that's pretty rare. And it, it, it's. I mean, so you could turn it into a racist flag if you want, but that's it's not meant to be a racist flag in any way. Oh, it's, no. So, and actually, uh, Nike used uh, used the uh, logo as uh, to support the U.S. national men's soccer team. Oh, and there was also a song called uh, "Don't Tread on Me" by Metallica. Nice. And there is a. Uh, yeah, so it's it's not a bad flag in any way. It's not like no, the, it's, the, the confe- it's not an like iconic flag. like you know the Confederate flag gets um, has a bad rep. Yeah, it kind of deserves it, <laughs> but uh, this one does not deserve a bad rep- reputation. No. It doesn't. I mean, it's don't tread on me. Yeah, the original meaning is <laughs> pretty. It's much written right there. Was. It's a warning. Yeah. Yep. All right. So there's also a comic book character named Rattler. The character is in Marvel Comics and is a villain. Hmm. So he gained powers by being bit <coughs> by being bit by a rattlesnake. Was it radioactive? <laughs> it wasn't. Did it have cameras? So no. <coughs> so so uh, he was uh, then treated with uh, an experimental anti-venom. That's what gave him his powers. Oh, okay. The anti-venom. 
And he's like seven feet tall and has like a large bionic tail that emits sonic shockwaves to mimic a rattlesnake. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's not, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad creation. He is most famous for being a member of the supervillain group, the Serpent Society. Interesting. We've, we've mentioned them before in Black oh, Mamba episode. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, other members, there's other members of the group, which include Sidewinder, Anaconda, Asp, Black Mamba, Bushmaster, Cobra, Cottonmouth, <laughs> Death Adder, Princess Python, <laughs> and Diamondback. Another Every one of those are just names of snakes, <laughs> except for possibly Princess Python. python. Well, it's still just a python. <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't not much originality going on there. No. But uh, yeah, there's another one named Diamondback, another rattlesnake. I guess I I did I wrote a little bit about her. So Diamondback is a woman. And has no powers, but throws venom-laced diamonds. Diamondback. Uh, interesting. <laughs> it's pretty weak. That's yeah. That's huh. <laughs> but not actually. It's not even actual diamonds. It's like this is close starting... to diamonds. Some some substance. Oh, it's starting to sound like uh, SpongeBob rejects for uh, <laughs> that would fight uh, Bur- Mermaid Man and Barnacle. Barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> And even if she was throwing real diamonds, you'd be like, all right, you can throw a real diamond at me, but it's mine afterwards. Yeah, I'll just clean it off. I'll just clean the venom off. (laughs) All right, so rattlesnakes appear in lots and lots of movies. I'm not going to go over all of them. I actually did find a list that had, like, it was 100 plus. Uh, Well, if you think about it, um, (laughs) they used, in Indiana Jones, they were asps, Mm -hmm. but there were points where they... They'd, they'd use a rattle sound oh, yeah. effect for them, you know? Oh, you're right. They did. Yeah. They, they do not live... Where were they? Somewhere in... That was in Egypt, yeah. wasn't it? Or middle... Or, yeah, somewhere in... Yeah, rattlesnakes are not Middle in East. Egypt. Tunisia? Tunisia, I, yeah, yeah. I guess that was Africa. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so, one... One... Uh, or a couple of movies that I can think of off the top of my head are True Grit. Oh, yeah. I, I never saw the old one. I saw the new one. With, oh, okay. Uh, Matt Damon... Yeah, um, I saw I, them both. They're both good. Yeah, they're well. The one I saw was pretty good. And if you remember, she gets the girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old she is. She's like fourteen or something. But she falls into a den and then gets bitten, and she eventually loses. She lost her arm. Oh, I don't remember that part. <laughs> I feel like she lost her arm. If I'm right, because I, can't I remember, remember the end now. scene. The end scene. She was missing oh, an arm. Okay. And also, I remember in City Slickers two. Oh, do you remember that movie? <laughs> ba- vaguely. Right. Well, there's a part where um, Daniel Stern's character thinks that he got bitten by a rattlesnake while time. I think he was trying to take a shit. Oh. <laughs> so and he thinks he got bit by a rattlesnake because he heard it and saw it. Oh. And then has the other guy try to suck out the venom out of his, on his butt. <laughs> but he actually just sat on a cactus instead. Oh. Yeah, City Slickers was pretty funny. It had uh, Billy Crystal and uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't I can't remember his Love, name. Really old. Lovitz. Actor. Is that his name? John oh, Lovitz. Oh, John Lovitz? John oh, Lovitz. is he in it? Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not thinking about the old guy, but... Okay. Um, all right. So I've got uh, one more, and it's a, it's a guy. It's about a guy. And he is the Texas rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, nice. Give me a hell yeah! Hell yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most, oh, everybody knows I'm a big wrestling fan, so I'll, yeah. anytime I can, I'll put in uh, some wrestling information in for you. 
But uh, he's one of the most famous. This one actually makes a lot of sense because he's one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And he, he really was great. His character was more like an anti-hero, which was fitting for the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And his uh, feud with Vince McMahon is one of the best of all time. And do you remember he? You you, you remember a little bit of it. Yeah. You didn't watch it, but oh, but so you did. Cold? You watched yeah, I watched so back cold. then. You did because I was at the height of its popularity. But see, so do you remember like when he had the beer truck and the what truck? The beer truck. Yeah, no, he brought a beer truck to the ring and sprayed I just never, everybody. I remember someone would always throw him a six pack, and he just oh, he just start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he did. I mean, I feel like I could go on forever about about him. I, I think he's probably top. He's easily, I think, it's say top five for sure. Like most famous wrestlers, yeah. Go like Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and him, and then maybe a couple Undertaker or something. But yeah, they're definitely up there. And I really like Stone Cold. He was really good. He's a good character. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I could go on forever about him, but let's just leave it with another hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So let's finish up with a few rattlesnake attack stories. What do you say, Dave? Let's do it. Okay. So for this story, let's go to Corpus Christi, Texas, right before Memorial Day in 2018. And I actually, I remember seeing this way back in 2018 when we first started and I was going to have it in one of our recent stories uh-huh. but i held on to it for a year until we did rattlesnakes <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's meet a milo sutcliffe he is out helping his wife when they come across a western diamondback milo goes and grabs a shovel and swung it at the rattlesnake decapitating it oh wow so he's like oh cool snake's dead uh yes it's dead technically but something still works. He goes to grab the head, and it is it latches both of its fangs onto his finger. Oh my goodness, isn't that weird? It's so weird. But uh, you know, I got a little more on it. And like I said earlier, the yeah, they they retain their reflexes for hours after the, their their oh, initial death. Weird. And when the head is de- um, detached, they can't control the amount of venom, so they just inject all of it. Oh. So, or as much as they they can, I guess. Oh boy, uh, Milo said he felt the venomous effects very quickly. Oh. He was then taken to the hospital and was in serious condition, and they had to put him. They had to put him into a, a coma for five days. Oh my goodness! That's serious. That's a very wow. serious situation, and his kidneys failed because of the shock. Oh gee. He did recover, however, eventually. Uh, and headless snake bites are an, aren't as uncommon as you would think. Huh. A man in 2016 was also bitten by a headless snake and had his left index finger amputated because of it. Oh, gee. <laughs> so don't touch a headless snake. Wow. The safest thing to do is to like pick up pick it up with a shovel. I wouldn't even do a glove. That's still too... Yeah. Uh, just, put, just get that shovel, you put it, and then bury it. That's what you want. Don't throw it in the garbage. Don't do any. Bury that because you don't want anybody else to even come close to it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that really is something, huh? Yeah. It's super weird. And I, there's there's videos. It's like a zombie attack. <laughs> yeah. There's there's videos of this, like, it'll show a de- just a, a newly killed snake and it's 
Oh I watched goodness. one and it just kept biting. Oh, were you serious? Yeah. Oh, crazy. It wasn't biting anything, but it just kept like, like a wind-up toy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. <clears throat> Very strange, but kind of cool. <laughs> All right, and then let's go to our next stuff. But uh, I came across a list of people killed by snakes in the U.S. So I'm gonna quickly go over a few of them, kind of okay. rapid fire, just a couple of them. So back in June of this year in uh, Georgia, uh, a woman named Priscilla, she's 62, was bit by a timber rattlesnake while in a garden. She was in a medically induced coma for several weeks Jeez. until she finally died. Oh, she, wow. But she was not given antivenom due to allergies. You oh, could be a wow. Wouldn't that just suck to be allergic to the one thing that can save you? Yeah. How would they know, too? I, I don't know. By exactly. the way, I'm allergic to a snake and a venom. How'd you find that out? <laughs> oh, I was tested for it. 4,000 other things. <laughs> I don't know exactly how, but yeah, you could be allergic to anti-venom, I oh, guess. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, that would that would suck. Okay, and that's the only rattlesnake death so far I in 2019, apparently. Oh, okay. Next, we go to Spearfish, South Dakota in June of 2018, and a 70-year-old man was out golfing. He was looking for a ball in tall grass when he was bitten on the ankle. And he was rushed back to the clubhouse in a cart where an, uh, an employee performed CPR until an ambulance arrived. She that acted fast. Though. Did act fast. But... um. This yeah, he uh, was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, yeah, that one hit fast. And wow, he must have gotten a big dose of venom because he died pretty quickly. Yeah, and I've noticed a good amount of the people on this list. It seems like a lot of them are older people. Oh, so that, that I could see how that could play a factor yeah. in there as well. There wasn't yeah. a ton of like healthy or like you know like thirty, forty year olds, twenty year olds. You know, yeah. It didn't seem like there was as many as there were older oh, people. Okay. There was also some children too. No child deaths this week, though, guys. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. The next guy is an older guy too. Uh, he's eighty, and we are going to July two thousand thirteen, in Armunchi, Georgia. The man found a timber rattlesnake in his garage, and not wanting to kill it, he tried moving it with a broom, but then he somehow lost his balance and fell right on top of the snake. Oh, no. And the snake bit him on his left arm. He was rushed to the hospital and received eight vials of anti-venom. Wow. But still died 30 hours later. Serious? Yeah. Don't ask me how the wow. that works. We've talked about anti-venoms. And even like with the remember the rabies vaccine, uh -huh. there's so many different things that can happen with it. Like, oh, is wow. it going to work? I feel like it's it might work on this person. I don't know. It's, oh, man. It just has a different reaction to different people, I guess. Yeah. I mean, still get it, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I've got one more story for us this week. Let's meet a man named Jamie Coots. And he is one of those Pentecostal pastors uh, who practices snake handling. Mm. He began doing this by age 23. And while he was the pastor, he increased... While he was the pastor, he increased the number of snakes and portion of them that are lethal among the ones he used in his services. So he uh -huh. wanted more and he wanted them more deadly. Oh, wow. 
And he had been bitten eight times before. Jeez. One bite in 1993 nearly killed him. And then in 1998, he lost part of a finger because of it. And then, so they get this. In uh, 1995, a 28-year-old Tennessee woman in his congregation was bitten by a snake during a church service that Jamie led. Oh, wow. She died from the bite in his house. Jeez. He was charged in connection with the death, but a judge decided not to pursue the case. Huh. So I don't know that. That's all I got. That was all I was able to get. So I don't know what happened if there was more to get there or not. I feel uh, like there would be. Yeah. Like, was she just petting the snake or let let her hold it? You shouldn't let somebody hold yeah. a venomous snake. But then in 2013, he was arrested for illegal wildlife possession after he entered Tennessee with venomous snakes. Not allowed. He was sentenced to one year probation. Followed his following his arrest, he published an article calling for snake handling to be protected under the religious freedom provisions of the U.S. Constitution. Hmm. But then you're like, ah, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. But yeah. Still. You shouldn't be handling venomous snakes. Yeah. In especially when other people are dying. Yeah. I mean, where's the where's the proof that that has some a correlation? You know. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to February fifteenth, two thousand fourteen. Jamie was doing a service at his church in Middlesbrough, Kentucky. Jamie was bitten on the right hand while handling snakes. After the bite. He dropped the snakes, but then went down and picked them back up and continued the ceremony. Later, he was driven home, and then when paramedics arrived, his relatives refused medical treatment for him. They just, they refused it, saying it was inconsistent with his religion. Okay. He then died (laughs) because of this, and he was only 42. Gee. I mean, he'd been bitten eight, nine, or eight or nine times by now. So he didn't develop an immunity to it. Huh? I guess not. <laughs> and then he had, I feel like he had the anti-venom right there. He's like, nah, let him die. Uh, I, I don't get, I, I don't get that mindset, but I mean, some people do think that way. Well, I, he's, he was using it for religious purposes. So, I mean, it makes sense if he's saying, nope, this is a thing with God, you know, that's yeah. what he's adhering it to. <laughs> I don't know. See ya, buddy. I don't know what yeah. else to say. But Jamie was uh, featured in the National Geographic Channel reality show Snake Salvation, which documented the lives of people who practice snake handling. Huh. I've never seen it before, but I remember mentioning it last time we had a story like it. Oh, okay. Uh, and his son, Cody Coots, Cody Coots, Cody Coots, that's a weird <laughs> name. Is now head of full the full gospel tabernacle, taking over from his father. Hmm. Snake handling, though, that is a pretty crazy way to make a living. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do a whole episode on snake handling. There's probably want, plenty. So it maybe if we we could learn well, just learn about it and like why they do it because I can't. I, I feel like we mentioned the last time, but I can't remember. Hmm. Anyway, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. I can now scratch rattlesnakes off the list. And I hope everyone enjoyed learning about them. I know I did. And if you learned anything, remember that it's venom, not poison. Yeah. What was one other thing you learned? 
um, that there's rattlesnakes all over the U.S. Yeah, they are really U.S. But I was really, I really wanted you to say, don't suck out the venom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you learn any two things, those are the two things I want you to learn. All right, so for next week, I haven't fully decided yet what we're going to cover. Um, we have actually two weeks of stuff that we need to that we don't know what we're covering yet uh-huh. and then uh we're then we're going to start our October series which is hunting accidents then spiders then rats for Halloween and and then after that I want to do a three part series on whales Oh, okay. I think, I don't know why. Sometimes I just get like in this mood where I'm like, I want to cover that. And that's what we're covering. So yeah, we're going to do a three-part series on whales. We'll do all about whales and then a solo episode on the blue whale. And then the third episode can be all about whale stories. Okay. I think that sounds pretty like a good idea. Yeah. And then we might do turkeys for Thanksgiving. I don't know. There we go. I need to find a, some turkey stories. <laughs> so yeah, we got two weeks where I haven't fully decided. Things on the list are Ice Age Animals. Hmm. Talk, go over a bunch of different ice age animals. I would, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Or um, uh, invasive species. Let's talk about animals that don't belong, particularly the pythons in Florida. That's mm-hmm. been one I, um, we we might cover. Or uh, American black bears was another one on my oh, list. Really? Maybe we'll do. A... Oh, I thought you meant as invasive species. No, oh, okay. no. But we might cover black bears in the next two weeks too. I okay. don't know. It is up for debate. All right, so Dave, we do have an iTunes shout out to give. Ooh. So thank you, Super Black 88. Super Black 88. <laughs> they, they actually uh, commented on one of your jokes from last episode. Oh, when yeah. you talked about the uh, when the guy was going to the home to do the cockroach job, uh-huh. and people were telling him, like, you're going in there. Like, the uh-huh. whole neighborhood was lined up. And then you said that there was a priest uh, on him uh-huh. doing his thing yeah. on the corner. <laughs> the Latin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what they commented on. So that was a good, that was one of your best jokes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dave, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what can they do? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Say something you like. Please, sir, we need more. <laughs> okay, sure. That was, a, that was an okay one. But yeah, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever platform you use, or Facebook, too, and give us a review there. And if you want to be an even more wonderful person, become a producer of the show, you can go to PayPal or Venmo and leave a donation. That would mean a whole lot to us doesn't matter the amount. Anything helps. And like I keep saying every week, we want to get some merch going. And you can do that You can uh, on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Or on Venmo, my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all of that info is in the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if, if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story if you have, of you or someone you know. Or if you just want to suggest an episode idea, tell me which episode you want to hear in the next two weeks. Yeah. Or if you just want to ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. And also add us add us on Facebook for sure. Everybody should do that. Yeah. And add us on Instagram too. Because I do put up a few things here and there that aren't just this particular episode related. I'll put up a story sometimes. Okay. And also help us by grow, uh, by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the platforms we need to be on. Dave, 
Do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. <sighs> Colonel Cheetor. Oh, Dave, look behind you. There's a rattlesnake. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, nice try. Just rattling. Uh, good try there, Cheetor. Thinks I'm as gullible as my kids. <laughs> uh, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.